0: Hey, welcome to the Knowledge Gap Show. Um, we have an awesome guest here named Martine. Calsey. say what's up, Martine? Howdy, y'all. Uh, Martine's born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. He's a sales manager for Southwestern Advantage Summer Internship and uh, a good friend of mine for several years at this point and really excited to have you on. So uh, this episode is going to be um, over some really cool knowledge gaps that Martin has overcome in his life and some really cool stories. So you don't want to miss it. And you want to stick around for a story. So, Martin, man, how are you? I'm so glad you're here. Glad to have you on the show.
1: Doing good. Doing good, man. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you having me here. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, awesome,
0: man. So, hey, so just, you know, for for all the listeners, just like tell us a little about you and, and uh, you know, how you grew up a little bit and, and what you do now and, and why you're here and what motivates you to want to motivate people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up in, uh, just like, you know, Joe mentioned, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm uh, the youngest of nine kids, a uh, huge family. And actually everyone in my family is an immigrant from uh, Vietnam. I'm the only person in my family who'd be born here in the US. Uh, but basically, you know, growing up, um, something I've been really grateful for is just, you know, my parents just always instilled the values of like, the immigrant values of if you want something, um, you got to go earn it, if you want to go college, you have to figure out how to get there and pay for it, things like that. So, um, you know, long story short, probably one of the, you know, biggest, like, uh, I guess, like, knowledge gaps that, um, I didn't really realize until, like, my older, I was really fortunate that my older siblings got to experience these things before I did, but, um, one of the biggest things I realized is, as an immigrant, you actually have a lot of, like, access, um, or even as a minority, you have a ton of access to, like, scholarships that, like, you know, people that are born here in the U.S. or, um, that, you know, aren't, like, minorities, um, don't have access to. So um, that was something that I noticed with my sisters, they just like applied for as many scholarships as possible. And um, I think like three out of like four of them that went to college ended up getting like full red scholarships. So um, that was just really helpful to kind of see. So that was probably one of the biggest like gaps that I honestly kind of see in what I do nowadays, um, especially with like working with college students, like a lot of them don't realize like how much, um, how many resources they actually have access to. But anyways, long story short, I became a Daniel Scholar, which is a full ride scholarship to any like school in the nation that you get into. And um, I went to school in Colorado for two years at Boulder, then transferred to the university of Utah. Um, that's when I heard about Southwestern and I was an intern for them. And um, I've been with the company for about seven years. And I'm a sales manager for the company um, and I graduated with three degrees in international studies, business, Spanish. Yeah, um, I love snowboarding in my free time, and um, I own like a couple properties and an Airbnb, and um, we're working on a couple more. So, um, yeah, man. So, what was it like growing up non
0: kids, immigrant household, and was the food awesome?
1: Yeah, food really awesome but I think that's kind of why I haven't left Salt Lake <laughs> and when I do when I do leave Salt Lake I just come back because like you know my mom she she like makes the best food ever so um yeah it was awesome I think like the biggest thing growing up with nine kids I mean it was a busy house we grew up in like a two-bedroom house with uh um, nine kids like sharing bunk beds and stuff like that um and so always something going on like always like a super busy household But um, I was just grateful because, you know, being the youngest, you get to see, you know, all the siblings mistakes that they make. And then also you get to see all the siblings, like things that they learn and um, the wins that they have as well. So I'm just honestly very grateful for that chance because I got a chance to, I feel like I got a chance to learn um, a good chunk about, you know, things to do and things not to do, especially early on in life. So.
0: What would you say is like the biggest cultural difference between the way you grew up and like how everybody else kind of like in the U.S. or like, a you know, America grows up, basically?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to say, like um, if I were to just kind of narrow it down, I'd say just like we grew up in a majority like LDS state. Like Utah is like, um, of course, majority like LDS slash like Mormon people. And we grew up Catholic. And so we were a little bit different. Also, we were, you know, not like the majority um, white like um as it is here in Salt Lake City. And so that of course was a little bit different too. Um, we were of course in like a different economic class too. So um, there's like, you know, moments when like after school in like fifth, sixth grade, I had to like ride my bike to like the food bank to make sure that like we could have food for like that evening. So, I mean, there's just like little differences, but I honestly wouldn't have like, I would not have traded it for anything like in the world. Um, cause I don't think like I would have learned the lessons that I would have learned if I hadn't been like, uh, hadn't grown up in that environment. But I'd say like, maybe those are like the main differences. Uh, but yeah.
0: What what did you learn from that? Cause I think that's a huge deal and really important because I've like, that never happened to me growing up. Right. That's like different. And, uh, I right. think it's important because, you know, I, I think, I think basically like if you, if you had a harder, you know, a, when you were younger, like there, there's more stuff you have to overcome. And I feel like the mindset, you know, overcoming that type of stuff and getting where you're at, because um, Martine's a pretty ultra successful salesperson, probably in the top 1% all time uh, at the Southwestern Company, <laughs> you know, so like, okay, food pantry when you're a kid to, to that's kind of crazy. So like what, what kind of mindset, what did it teach you that, that helped you get to where you're at?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's exactly kind of what our internship program promotes is like, it's like a merit based internship, like you, you get what you put into it. And so I think the reason why, you know, I, you know, maybe had like a quicker of a start in like the program when I started was because of how I was raised. But like, um, you know, just like if we wanted something, we had to go earn it if we you know, wanted to have like, you know, nice clothes, we had to figure out a way to buy if we wanted to go to college, we had to figure out how to pay for it. Um, So yeah, I'd say like those are those are probably the biggest things that I learned that like, um, were really helpful with like life nowadays. Is just um, getting in the mindset of like earning things and um, getting in the mindset of like not being entitled to things, stuff like that. Um, Not saying that people raised in other ways are entitled or anything like that, because like obviously Joe you grew up like in a completely different way but you know you you grind yourself and you're also in like the top 1% of you know history of Southwestern so <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Why well, I, I I frankly would say that there's plenty of people who grow up super entitled and uh it for sure mm-hmm. mindset because of it and uh unfortunately become habitually um self-seeking selfish and uh Again, that's just right. that happens to people. You don't know what you don't know, which is the whole point of this channel, <laughs> right? In this podcast, for sure, there's a huge knowledge gap, right? If you're growing up and you've never had to like clean your own dishes, you know it's a completely different ball game than you know growing up and you know looking for make sure you have enough food, right? And those mindsets are really different, and you know long term results. You know, there's some there's a quote out there I've been hearing a lot. Um, something of like um you know strong men make good times good times make weak men weak men make bad times something like that for sure hard for time, sure hard times make hard times make strong men or something the idea is like you know yeah like that may have happened but you know you, you develop this grit right and that grit's an important thing in the mindset of not giving up at the wrong time right um or really not giving up on anything you commit to so like so when you got to college right you know, you're coming from that background, you're, you're intermingling, intermingling, and, you know, there's there's a huge knowledge gap when you get to school of, like, how do I get the most out of this, right? You know, what do you feel for like, sure. what was that like for you, and, and what did you do differently to set yourself up for, you know, success in your
1: 20s? Honestly, like I said, you know, like, probably, like, the most helpful thing was seeing, like, the wins that my older siblings encountered and had, and also seeing the losses that they had and being able to learn from that. Um, because in high school, I was in like the IB program, I got like a IB diploma. And and that's like, basically, like with the workload of like an IB diploma, it's very similar to like AP, except like, you're, you're, you're doing a lot of like work, especially when you're in high school. And so I think that honestly, kind of helped me out a lot with preparing for college, because the whole time, like, you know, our teachers in high school would say like, hey, IB is like, you know, just like how college is. And then uh, when you get to college, you realize that college is like a lot easier than doing like the IV diploma. So um, it honestly teaches you really kind of like how to study and how to grind. Um, so that was helpful. I think that was uh, probably the most helpful thing with going into college. But I'd say the biggest knowledge gap um, also with like people in my position like immigrants is it's kind of crazy. It's kind of like the it's kind of like a paradox. So for example like with um, with immigrant parents like a lot of the times they want us to like go pick like these safe jobs such as like you know with Vietnamese people a lot of the times we pick to go do nails you know or we pick to go do um, be mechanics like things that are like trades or like the service industry and at the same time too you know when we start do- going on like a different path than how our parents went, um, like when I was in college, like I would, I wanted to study business, but my mom was like, Why do you want to study business? Like, you know, go be a doctor, like go do nails or something like that. Right. And so that's the thing that was like, when we start doing things that are different than our parents, of course, they don't understand because they spent 40 years of their life in a different country. And so a lot of the times kids in like my position, they'll kind of stay stuck to that mindset of what their parents are telling them, because it also is like a, and it's the culture of, like, you know, immigrants, like, in, you know, whether it be Latin America or whether it be Asia, um, it's very, like, a family-oriented culture. Like, we make decisions together as a family, whereas, like, you know, in the U.S., it's a very individualistic culture where, like, hey, I'm doing what's best for me type culture, right? Um, and so with that said, like, it's kind of like a paradox because we hear these things from our parents of what we should do, but obviously we're – they brought us here to this country to have better opportunities, but at the same time, we don't want to like disobey our parents. Right. So a lot of kids, honestly, in my position catch themselves in that position where, you know, they're first generation, second generation kids, but they're still working at nail shops. They're still being, you know, tradespeople, even though they have so much more opportunity here that their parents want them to make use out of. So I think that's probably also a really big knowledge gap that I encounter with like my peers, in like the exact same position
0: yeah it's almost like how do you get how do you get through your parents you know like for sure helping them understand that you want to do something different so like how did you get through your parents to do that <laughs> Tell us yeah that honestly
1: story. like yeah i, I honestly just kind of had to like you know not do what they said sometimes you know just because um i think i kind of understood that at like an early age that like there were just some things that I needed to do that, like, my parents want to understand. So my junior year of high school, I did this service project where I completely fundraised all the money for it. Um, and I got, I lived in Costa Rica for like four months. And my parents, of course, didn't want me to do that because, you know, I'm like this kid that's like 16 years old, living in a completely different country by himself but I just did it anyway because I knew it'd be good for my resume and I also knew that I wanted to like see the world and experience different things. So, I mean, I think it was just like, I think it was just also combined with like seeing what my siblings did and also knowing like where I wanted to go one day early, at an early age where I just kind of like didn't listen to them sometimes. (laughs) But I think it worked out. Hopefully it worked out, so
0: knows that that's been watching you know the show and listening on on podcasts that you know i've done door-to-door sales with southwestern before and um for seven thousand plus hours and yeah, I, may, I may not have mentioned the seven thousand plus hours before but i've done it for like ridiculous amount of time like over a year of my life <laughs> been out there doing that and you know when i tell people that when i'm meeting new people or talking about consulting or whatever it is you know they're always blown away by how crazy it sounds you know and i think what people um don't understand about something as difficult as this it's it's similar to like a, a a marathon or like an ultra marathon like the people who do ultra marathons are freaking crazy they're really crazy mm-hmm. right and uh, they're people who you know they're they're looking for some sort of outlet they're super competitive and the people in that group are just such a tight-knit group of people and they're just on a different level and that's what like southwestern's a lot like right there's just everyone who does it's just looking for something different. They're looking for a different caliber of people to spend time with, you know, and and that's, what's so interesting. So like, tell us your story of like how you decided to go do this crazy thing and, and what you learned, you know, from it and how it changed your life, because that's the kind of internship that it it is. And and the kind of internship that some people are looking for, but not everybody, you know, like tell us a little bit about your story, but that.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's kind of funny how Southwestern like fell into my lap. Like, I think like probably one of the biggest realizations I had while I was in college was my first like couple years in school. Like, sure, I had the scholarship, I you know, I had a really good job, like being like a program manager at a nonprofit organization. But that's the thing is, I just realized that a lot of my shortcomings, like from get- me getting to where I want to go, was uh, just like my personal decisions in terms of like how I carried myself in my personal life. Um, you know, drinking too much, or, you know, substances, whatever it might be. And um that honestly kind of snowballed. And it led to like this, like really life changing moment, my junior year, um, when I was at a Halloween party with a couple of my friends. And, you know, I had a couple like two, like one too many like to drink. And um, I actually ended up getting arrested for public intoxication. And I think it was like the moment when I was like waiting, like in the jail cell and my buddy was going to come pick me up to like bail me out. That was when I realized that I needed to like find new friends. And I needed to like find something that would help me become a better person. Right. So when I heard about Southwestern, it just kind of made sense. You know, I heard about it by going to a career fair, I met like these really sharp, like people and I was like, man, like, however, these guys are carrying themselves, like their communication skills, all that stuff, like, I want to find out how these guys like became this way. So I uh, went to the info session and as soon as I heard challenge um, outside your comfort zone, travel, um, the ability to like, you know, earn what you put into it, it just made sense for me. Um, So for me, Southwestern was kind of like a three month break from all my personal vices back home. But also it was a chance for me to just kind of fully dive in and kind of reinvent myself as a person Um, It was like probably one of the hardest things I could have done with my life up to that point, especially like my first summer, Um, because you're like 5000 miles away from home and, you know, doing something you've never done before, you know, with people that you might have just met maybe like a month, two months ago. And sure, you got like, you know, a certain amount of training, but still like, you know, you can't really train someone for the unknown and something they've never really expected before. So it was definitely a kick in the butt. But I honestly feel like Southwestern saved my life in that instance, especially at that point that I was at in my life. How did, how did it save your life? Um, I mean, it's, I think it was just kind of obvious, like the path that I was kind of going down, like um, the friends that I was around, like, like my, all of my buddies were, you know, I moved back from, you know, Colorado to Utah. And the first people I decided to live with were friends that I had in high school. And a lot of these friends were, you know, either selling drugs or doing drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so first was just like my friend group, the people that I was in my immediate surroundings with. Um, I would just find myself in situations that were very counterproductive to like the mission that I was on and the man that I wanted to become. I would go to school being like, like being like the president of like my, you know, business club. But then after I'd be like the guy that was like going to all these parties and, you know, not like my professional life and my personal life didn't really align, and I think that's all kind of where it starts is with your friends, right? So after like that first summer with Southwestern, I, you know, I try to reach out to those guys just to, you know, of course, like introduce them to my experience and show them kind of what I learned. But I, I never really was able to get in contact with them. But honestly, I feel like that, you know, probably was for the better.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny. After my first summer i kind of had a similar experience too and, and i think this is a really important truth then that probably a lot of people run into when they're in school and they're kind of figuring themselves out in their 20s is is, is the quality of people that you spend your time with you know we're yeah. coming back from my first summer too having this essentially you call it a detox you could call it just getting away from everyone else who was basically already had judged you you know, that was my favorite thing about it too. It's just like escaping, like when I was younger, for example, and Martin knows this. <laughs> I just used to come off as a, a person who people would use the word cocky arrogance, they would intense, you know, and it was just so nice mm-hmm. to get away from that and have people that just see the good things of you, you know, and I think that's what a south sure. always did. Like my my guy, you know, who recruited me was just always he always saw me for who I could become. And I think that's an mm-hmm. important set to adapt as early as you can, because I don't think people realize the small judgments of how it puts people in boxes um, and how how empowering it can be when you tell someone, I see you for who you can become and the potential that you have. Because I, I was the same thing, man. I remember literally in college, I was living with these four or five guys from freshman year, right? As is a sophomore year. And this is after my first summer, you know, so eight, 19 years old. And <laughs> they had a friend, who moved in? Not on the lease. We had some extra extra room, right? Two of the guys, I think two of the guys were selling drugs out of the basement. I kid you not. Like just probably similar to your situation, right? They, and they didn't tell anybody until like we're mm-hmm. into this like lease, and then we're like noticing these random people show up at the house. You know what? <laughs> just
1: coming in and then coming okay. out, like
0: and just going in there and locking the door, and his room always smelling. The yeah. Door. And it was weird too because one of those guys that would start continually coming over, he essentially started squatting in the free room that we had. He didn't pay rent, he didn't sign the lease, he was just living there. And nobody asked me, <laughs> you know, no one talked about it, you know. And, and I, I asked someone one time about, like, why is this guy living here? And they were just like, oh, he's a friend, you know, like we just, it's like, he's not in college, not going to school, he doesn't have a job. And he's like, <laughs> this all the time he's like yeah man what he's like on something you know i don't know he was like
1: tweaking he was tweaking pretty hard
0: hard. and dude (laughs) crazy because i remember being with these people i had one good friend there that would go to the gym with me at 6 a.m every single day and he ended up moving back to maryland and he's he owns some businesses now he does pretty well i don't know what happened to everybody else at this point but so i had one good friend and like four really bad ones and it, it sent me down a really poor path of spending time just wasting it partying all that kind of stuff but i remember you know coming down one time to this 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 guy who was squatting in our apartment and i come in and he's literally painted the entire wall he's painted the entire thing isn't that crazy he's got these crazy- oh my gosh and he definitely did it while he was on something because they were just bizarre really good actually artwork like technically but like
1: weird yeah red and yellows and blacks and and like you could not you could not have been sober while painting that.
0: Acting <laughs> like nothing was wrong. I remember blowing up in front of everyone of just being like, This guy has gotta leave. This is nonsense. And it was such a bad group of friends at the time. You know, again, I'm not I'm not judging them as people. Everybody, I feel like we all go through, you know, some some hard times in our life. And it's like, yeah, they're not object- For sure. But at that time, they were definitely a terrible influence on me. And they were definitely in a bad way, right. which I think happens to a lot of college students. They don't realize it. They don't accept it. You know, And if you mm-hmm. think of college and the amount of drinking that is done. It's, it's everyone would think you have a problem <laughs> if you're like in the real world, <laughs> you know, if you live like you did for now. sure. And, you know, I remember blowing up and then we ended up kicking them out. And, and then they had the nerve to say, hey, you know what? I'm not painting it. You need to paint over his stuff. And it was my job. I was the responsible one, I guess to paint, you know, and I remember going in there and painting or like helping or doing something and somehow some paint fell over and got on this carpet, you know, and then they were all trying to like make me pay for it. It was crazy, man. Find, find good friends. As soon as you possibly can, yeah. be extremely objective about who you spend your time with and actually ask yourself if it's adding value to you or not. Cause if they're not, you need to get out of there as fast as you can. But yeah, I went through the same freaking thing. It's crazy, man um but southwestern helped me realize that 100
1: because
0: you, you, you're 100 surrounded with such high quality people who are just like going like this and when you take the three-month sabbatical from your normal crappy habits you're like whoa i could live at a higher level and i think that's the value of doing that program absolutely mm-hmm. would be the person too. like martin's like one of the top probably 10 people in the entire company to go with but just like he'd care he just care about you like crazy you know somebody who's just gonna do everything he can to help you so um, there'll be a, there'll be a little link in there if you're looking for internship in your Utah, Colorado. Where, where do you recruit from Utah, Colorado? Oh, Utah. yeah,
1: mainly Utah. We we work we work with students in like you know Wyoming, Idaho, all those places as well. Sweet. Yeah. So if
0: you're in those places, click that. Yep.
1: <laughs> That'd be cool, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. So find, exactly.
0: It's okay. Find new friends. You know, I think that's that'll probably be the name of this episode now. <laughs> find new friends. <laughs> what happened? after you found new friends, what were the new friends like? How did you do it? And, and, and what was the change in your life?
1: Yeah, honestly, like, um, you know, the transition from the, from that, like old friend group to like my new friends with Southwestern was, it, it honestly was pretty drastic. Like I, I really just had no contact with my old friends at all. And I don't think I've talked to them at all since then. Um, I've tried reaching out a couple times. Uh, but, you know, I think like the older I realize, like the the more I realize that it probably is for the better. So, um, just through southwestern through my experience, like through you know going to all these like business conferences like all over like the nation, like places like Jacksonville, uh, places like Colorado, um, places like Nashville, and stuff like that. You just constantly are surrounded by um, really high caliber per- per people from all over the world that do this program. And naturally, just by meeting these people, you know, like, for example, one of my buddies, like Jacob Flores, he lives in Colorado. And we actually found out that we lived in the same dorm, going to the University of Colorado. And we would like go by each other and pass each other all the time. And but we never actually like became friends until Southwestern. So um, that was when I moved back to Utah is when we actually like met and became friends. Um, And so it was just a crazy coincidence of how that happened. But basically, you know, you meet these people and, you know, Jacob, he owns like multiple properties as well. And he runs like a half million dollar business. Um, But, you know, being able to just go to places like, you know, visiting people in Colorado, or, you know, we just got back from a trip in Qatar, um, going to the World Cup. And it was like me and a couple of like my buddies in Southwestern, including Jacob. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, if I stuck around with like that friend group I had before Southwestern, like, sure, we would have been able to do like your typical Utah, like camping trips or whatever. But, you know, we definitely wouldn't have been, you know, traveling to like these different places together um, if it wasn't for Southwestern. So it's like that one quote, um, he says that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, but also um, your income is going to be the average of like the five people you hang out with in five years. You know, it makes sense to like hang out with people that are A, doing a lot better than you, but also B, people that, you know, can hold you accountable and they're holding themselves accountable. So naturally it just makes you want to keep holding yourself accountable too. So I think that's kind of what that transition looked like. And and yeah, I guess if it wasn't for Southwestern, then I don't think I would be able to have that in my life. Or if I did, it probably would have taken a lot longer to find that. Um, so it kind of just expedited the process of what I really wanted out of life. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thousand percent. Love it. it. Martine, thanks for being here. Um, you're awesome. And you know, that Southwestern, that's an amazing internship and the uh, compensation. If you're willing to go out there and actually get it all, you'll, you'll make plenty of money and do, do pretty well, especially compared to the average, uh, college intern. Um, you know, it, it, especially if you're a freshman sophomore, and likely if you're a junior senior, you'll make more money doing that. Um, but I wouldn't touch it if you're just going to try it. Just go all in if you're going to do it. Be a hundred percent committed kind of person. Um, Absolutely. Job, because um, you go in and you're like, oh, I'm gonna test it out. You're like, you're you're gonna you're gonna quit.
1: <laughs> don't do it. Exactly. Do um, uh, people quit. Don't now. don't tiptoe. Do don't tiptoe. Just dive in. Just dive in. Do it. <laughs> help you a lot if you're not then don't do it yeah but it, and it's helped
0: a lot it's helped a ton of people you know but it's it's really for that ultra athlete kind of mindset and uh, not everyone can do it or for shouldn't. sure and uh, a lot of people if they try it um at the wrong time or don't prepare themselves correctly it's like imagine doing 50 mile race you get to 10 and you just like pass out because you're just like <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring any water right and your body's just dehydrated you just right you imagine like you would never do that right so if you're, if you're doing it like preparing for it like an ultra marathon kind of thing um but yeah your mind unless you're
1: unless you're david goggins of course david
0: but goggins, other
1: than that most people most people aren't david goggins so <laughs>
0: we'll have him on the show though i actually just did an episode with some clips from him talking um that you'll like you know? that would be
1: awesome that'd be cool
0: yeah i think we were the, it was it's just on mindset and we just Listen to him talking about how talent's a curse, you know, because um, talent mm. talent is a, a creates a lazy mindset, if you actually think about it. Because if you think you're the best around, sure. if you're the best around, you stop trying. Because if you're talented, you'd think naturally that you're going to be, you could be one of the best people ever at whatever you're doing. But it actually can limit you to being pretty mediocre if you don't push yourself and develop your mindset outside of it. Because once you hit the limit of your talent and it gets really hard, you'll just give up.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway.
0: Appreciate you guys. Um, go ahead and follow um, and subscribe if you haven't so far. Um, we're gonna keep doing a ton of content like this, and uh, I'm excited about. It. If you want to contact me and uh, with content ideas, if you're somebody with a really cool story wants to be on the show, um, go to contact us at geoigness.com. There's a little tab there called Contact Us. You can you know put in uh, put in your info and your comments and things like that. Um, of course, always comment below. And if you're somebody who wants to start a podcast or is interested in that. Um, contact me as well i am trying to help people do that because i want to inspire people to do what they love and one of the best ways to do that is help other people start podcasting so here we go Thanks. Guys. call joe yes thanks <laughs>